0: From Central Texas it's the best of the outdoors podcast I'm your host Dustin Vaughn Warnke and thank you so much for taking the opportunity to download or stream our show who am I well I'm the author of three outdoor industry ebooks I'm also an outdoor writer I am a blogger and a TV show co-host of the Mac and Prowler TV show, as well as a podcaster. So I'm really excited that you've joined us today. Whether you are downloading the show or streaming it, whether it's the first time you've listened or you've been listening all along since day one, thank you so much for taking the opportunity to tune in. On today's show, I invited Prowler Bill back to help me discuss shotguns and shotguns are some of the most versatile weapons they're used around the world in a lot of different hunting scenarios and tactical scenarios and there's so many different uses for a shotgun and a lot of people say if they just had one gun it would be a shotgun because it can do so many different things you can hunt big game with it you can hunt uh, small game you can hunt um predators i mean there's so many different versatile things that you can hunt with aside from just birds but we're going to talk about the whole realm of shotguns on today's show so i'm really excited that you tuned in and i think you'll enjoy this interview with prowler bill from the
1: mac and prowler hunting show here we go well hello folks in the outdoor radio
2: land or what you want to call this podcast here
1: podcast land
2: podcast land yes <laughs> dustin what we're we going to talk about today?
1: Today, I'd like to talk about shotguns and the realm of the different things you can do with a shotgun. The shotgun is one of the most versatile firearms you can find, and uh, that's what I'd like to talk about today. The,
2: the shotgun, to me, if I had to choose just one gun, if I was only going to own one gun, it would be a shotgun.
1: I'm with you. I agree.
2: I'm a big fan of Browning. I like Browning shotguns. I've owned a bunch of them. Still own a bunch. Um, I, I shoot the Mossberg uh, 835 and 935, which the 835 is the pump, and the 935 is the semi-automatic. So I also shoot a Remington Bursamax, and I've got a custom-made Frenchie and uh, over and under that I like to dove hunt with. So where do you want to start? <laughs> well, <let's, laughs> there's a realm of possibility with this show
1: um, with the, in the in the world of shotguns. So well, you you take it away.
2: Okay, one of the things that Mac and I do, and Mac and Prowler, when we go hunting, we always carry a shotgun, always. We rarely ever go into the woods without a shotgun if we're predator hunting. Now, if we're deer hunting, we may not carry one because that's about the only time you see us not carry a shotgun. But if we're hunting together, one of us is always going to have a shotgun. Now, when I'm shooting predators or pigs, Coyotes, fox, pigs, you know, anything along that category, I love to have a shotgun. And the reason being, it's so versatile. If you catch a bobcat, sneaks up on you, and he's like six feet away, which we've had that happen before, it's nice to have a shotgun around. Yeah, and We've had coyotes actually run between us before or run uh-huh. right beside us going to the call Or if we had a back-to-fence one time, had a coyote trying to get through the fence, that we had our backs on. And I'm talking about
1: (laughs) right behind
2: us.
1: (laughs) That's close, close, too close for comfort almost, Uh
2: Yeah, very close. And one of the things that I I really do like the uh, Remington Versamax, and one of the things I like about the newer guns versus the older guns, and I've got several older guns, is that, I can screw in a choke into the newer guns that I cannot my old guns. Well, the old guns you bought the barrel for what choke you wanted, right? All right, if you were going quail hunting and you didn't have a choke, a screw in choke on the barrel, then you had to have another barrel. If you if you had if you bought it with a full choke for duck hunting or turkey hunting or deer hunting or something like that, and you was going to go quail hunting or dove hunting, which is a big sport in Texas. I dearly love dove hunting, but uh, you'd have to change barrels because if you did, were lucky enough to hit one, you just tear them all to pieces with a full choke. So therefore, I I have opted to changing out chokes. One of the neat things that I can tell you about the Remington Versamax that I have is it's a positive fit. Is you can load anything into it from a two and three quarters to a three and a half inch magnum. And all you got to do is, whenever that thing chambers, just pull the trigger. And you can mix them and match them any way you want to. That is a big positive for me. Now, when I'm predator hunting or pig hunting, I shoot three and a half inch Magnum number four buckshot. It's made by Winchester. 54 pellets, 22 caliber, and they are bad to the bone. The very first time I pulled the trigger on that Versamax, I killed a about 175, 180 pound pig at 79 steps. Drop wow. him in his track, but i was i had a custom made choke well i now it's not custom made I need to rephrase that mojo actually sells a new choke called the long range and it's the mojo outdoors choke and it's called fatal shots what it is. I was lucky enough to get my hands on one uh and I screwed it in and was going to pattern it and never had a chance to pattern the the gun but that's actually what i shot the pig with wow. three and a half inch magnum number four buckshot at 79 steps and i don't know how many pellets actually hit him but it must have been a bunch because he hit the ground and i'm very impressed with their choke very impressed and i've i've shot a lot of chokes i've got chokes for all of the uh birds the 935 and 835 the drawback to the nine thirty five Mossberg is it uh, will not shoot two and three quarter inch shells.
1: It, it will not cycle them that well. That's been our experience, at least.
2: That's the word I should have used. It will right. shoot them if you get them in the barrel, but more right. than likely it won't eject it. Because I think the
1: main you know reason that gun was uh, was was purposed for was for turkey and and duck hunting, and you know where you use heavier and larger loads.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Now the now the 935 is a semi-automatic made by Mossberg, and uh, the 835 is the pump. And if you shoot a three and a half inch magnum shell in that 835 Mossberg the pump, you're gonna it kills on both ends. <laughs> yeah, it kicks rather hard. So I opted for the 935, which was a semi-automatic. With any any man-made equipment, you can have failures. I've never had a failure with the 935, but I did have it hang up. Now, I've probably shot, I've had my uh, Remington Versamax for about 10 months now. I hadn't even had it a year. And I've probably shot four or five cases of shell and it's, it's never hung up yet. But now one of the reasons I think, uh, I'm just going to tell you what I do when I get a gun now, which I didn't do with the Mossberg because it didn't have this oil. Is I have a special oil that uh, a friend of mine sells, and it's called Q Max. And they have the blue and the black oil, and, and that's the can, only oil in the world that sinks in water.
1: Right. You can uh, Google that um, Q. The letter Q M A X X. Is that right?
2: Yep, that's right.
1: And then the one that I use all the time is a Q twenty blue. And I know you said they've come out with some newer ones since since you sent. Well, me the mine. black
2: is is made for stainless steel. That's oh, okay. A big difference, but. Uh, I use the black on everything, too. I use both of them, so it doesn't really matter. But I know with the Versamax shooting it, uh, we shot uh, skeet down at my mother's for uh, Christmas and for the holidays, you know, when we get that together down there. And we shot several cases of shelter, and it never hung up. But now one of the things that I found out was is that if I'm shooting skeet, (laughs) you – have got to be dead on if you're going to shoot the, the fatal shot choke from Mojo because it just shatters that that clay bird when it goes out through there.
1: You see a puff of dust, huh?
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, it, 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 it's bad. I like it. It's cool. probably as good a choke as I've ever shot, and uh, I like that. Uh, and it is a real tight pattern choke it's not made for doves or quail or whatever but it is my it's a fantastic um choke for turkeys pigs predators things like that um it holds a real good pattern uh it shoots the number four buckshot like you would not believe <laughs> i would shoot it just about at anything just to be honest with you now i i, I like it that much But now the other chokes are are, there's some good chokes out there for bird hunting for what I call bird hunting quail and pheasant things like that, and I usually shoot an improved cylinder if I can. I do too. And and that's that gives me a little bit better pattern, kind of close, you know, like when the when the dog's pointing the bird flushes, um, I just make sure that he's up above. I can see sky below him before I pull the trigger because I don't want to shoot no dog. (laughs) Right. Uh, But one of the things that it's made for close range, shotguns are, that is, and uh, that's the reason that Mac and I carry shotguns with us when we go predator hunting because lots of times we'll have predators come in and actually bite our critter. And that's, that's another mojo product. The, the critter's got the little wiggle tail on it, and this keeps the coat or the fox or the bobcat attention while you're moving to shoot him. <laughs> and I, we've actually had him come in and bite the the, the, the critter before. Wow. And, uh, that's pretty close. Yeah, to normally we set it about 30 yards from us, normally that's, speaking. And yeah, that's that, still
1: pretty close. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, but I mean, yeah, we have set it 100 yards. But most yeah. of the time, we set it about 30 yards, and that's perfect shotgun range. Mac has got a Remington turkey special that he likes to shoot. Uh, I saw it. he dropped a coyote one night. Uh, I believe it was a little over 63 yards, 65 yards whenever he shot it, and it just dropped in his tracks. And we have that on video. So, you know, there's there's a lot of a lot of good guns out there. Uh, a lot. There's, I could sit here and talk all day long about the Remington and all that because that's what I shot when I was a kid and that's what I shot after I got grown. And then I started getting into the brownings and then into custom made stuff. And um, I got an overnode Frenchie that I love to shoot. That's what I shoot when I'm pheasant hunting or quail or dove hunting. And I really do like it. But now it does not have screw in chokes on it. And that's it's made for shooting skeet and. Birds and things like that, and that's that's what I shoot when I go bird hunting. Now, if I'm going turkey hunting, I'm going to carry that Versamax with that fatal shot choke in it.
1: <laughs> oh
2: yeah, that thing there is awesome. I kid you not. But the choke makes the gun, but the gun also has to be of good enough quality. Right. Uh, if you're if you're looking for a bargain, what's what's the cheapest uh, Mossberg out? Do you know?
1: The cheapest Mossberg I've found, and I don't know if it's available nationwide, it definitely is available here in our Academy Sporting Goods stores here in Texas, and that's called the Maverick 88. And it's basically a stripped-down version of the Mossberg 500, which is kind of their baseline uh, shotgun. I've got a friend that owns it and and, uh, hunts squirrels and doves and all kinds of different small game animals with it and has a blast with it. They typically only come in 12-gauge, but it's a good gun that you can get for under $250 or so. Um, you know, just getting started in the shotgun world. But it is a pretty good good shotgun to start out with.
2: Well, my dad had a Savage, which was made on the uh, Browning Patton. You know, right. it's got the old humpback on it. And I, he bought it when he was a kid back in the 30s. I've got it today. Now, I don't shoot it anymore because it's more of a family heirloom than it is anything. I know you can buy a Savage shotgun. You can still buy Savage shotguns. But they used to be rather inexpensive uh, as far as guns go. I say say that because, I mean, if you go buy a Remington Match, you're going to spend $1,000 on one. Uh, If you buy a Browning, just about any Browning is going to be $1,000. I've also got a – I ought to have them in here where I could see them. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Benelli. I've got a Benelli. And Nova, like or what kind,
1: of, what kind of Benelli wood
2: model do I you got, remember? I, I have the Nova, yeah. Okay. So i also got the black one that uh, I've got the number on it, whatever it is. but It's a semi-automatic, uh, but I haven't shot it any amount to anything. Once I started shooting the Versamax, uh, I just about laid all the rest of them down. I like shooting it so much. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, we go out my mom shooting, or we go down to my brother shooting, or we go hunting. I don't have to do anything to it except change the choke out. And it's an easy gun to shoot. It doesn't, it doesn't kick you so bad. Of course, when I'm hunting, I don't ever know if one kicks or not because I'm focused on the game. But uh, right. if we're out shooting them. skeet and stuff like that, well those or pattern when you go to pattern one, you know if they kick or not. You don't feel the recoil as much when you're hunting. That's right. That is true. Now, Remington, you know, the famous uh, 870 Remington pump. Yes. Uh, my son's got three of them. He loves them. Great shotgun. And, uh, oh, yeah. They're great shotgun. Now, the the ones that he has does not have the screw-in choke. I do know that. The last two 1100s that I had, neither one of them had screw-in chokes. They were older guns, uh, which I still I still like them. I still like shooting shotguns, period. Uh, my brother and I grew up shooting twenty gauge shotguns, squirrel hunting. We shot shotguns for years until we started shooting twenty twos and hunting with dogs. And that's that's just a blast. It's, it's almost an unheard of thing anymore is squirrel hunting with dogs. Right, and it's it's a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Brandy uh, Gary in Shreveport is a good friend of mine, and uh, we go hunting with him every year that we can, and just have a blast every time you go down there and normally speaking if you have seven or eight people go with you you're going you can still just about limit out every time and there's situations that will not allow that to happen sometimes but that's hunting he is uh randy gary is an is an awesome guy he shoots a uh benelli that he likes and it's it's kind of a uh, light light colored gun that he had special made or special camo put on i should say some kind of wrap or something we uh Pheasant hunt, duck hunt, and goose hunt, and he uses the same gun, never changes the choke. And
1: cool.
2: I I can't wait to get the Bursamax out there on some ducks. Now yeah. we had uh I didn't I didn't get on the lease this year, but next year I'm gonna get back on the lease with where we go do a lot of duck hunting at. And so last year they killed about eighteen hundred ducks down there, so Wow, that's a pile Hopefully of ducks. Yeah, I hope to be able to get back on it. You know, you got waterfowl is is one thing, and uh, your game birds is another. Uh, turkey is still another. Predator hunting is another, and you can hunt every one of them with a shotgun.
1: Right, and I just wrote a uh, article for Texas Fishing Game that appeared in our April edition in the middle of our turkey season here in Texas. Called Gauging Gobblers, which is about kind of my picks and um, and my best you know best picks for loads and best picks for guns. And uh, I talk about the 870, I talk about the um, the Mossberg 935 and the 835. And uh, you can see that article on our website. I posted it up the other day at uh, mac and prowler.com. I'll give that at the end of the show again, so you can write that down and visit and go read that article. It's a pretty good article, I think.
2: All right. Uh, I've read it and it is good I think it's the last one I read I can't remember (laughs) I've read so many (laughs) but uh, all of your articles are just simply amazing which is one of the things that I want to commend you on there's very few people that can write and make sense out of what they're saying and and you have that ability to be able to do that and I appreciate and thank you for that because you've helped Mac and Prowler out immensely with your writing and, and your and your podcasts and things like that, because that, that's Thank just you. a big plus.
1: Thank you very much. Uh,
2: if I was going to own one gun, it would definitely be a shotgun. And right now, if I had to choose, it would be a toss-up between a Benelli, the Remington Versamax, or the new Browning A5, which I, I do like. That's the higher-end guns. Uh, if it's the lower-end, it'd probably be a Savage or a Remington or a Mossberg. There, there's a lot more shotguns out there. You know, Steven still makes a shotgun. Oh, my daughter still shoots, a four ten, and she loves four ten because she doesn't like a lot of recoil, and she's pretty deadly with a four ten when we're shooting skeet. She'll she'll bust probably more than I will, right? But and uh, and she shoots that four ten just for everything. She shoots a, shoots a slug in it for deer. And for coyotes and bobcats and things like that, when we go pig hunting, she'll shoot, shoot a slug or go deer hunting, she'll shoot a slug. Rest time, she shoot, shoots shoot, number six and number four shot.
1: Right. And they make interchangeable barrels, you know, the, the, yeah. if you want to shoot slugs for big game or for predators or whatever, cogs or whatever, you can get... Um, you know, I know Mossberg, for instance, makes some guns that have a, a cantilever mount and a rifled barrel so you can mount a scope and, and shoot a Sabo slug through there and then swap it out when it's time to go bird hunting. And uh, the whole barrel and scope and everything come off and you can go, you know, bird hunting. So it is a great gun if you're just getting started out in the hunting world um, that's pretty versatile, you know, and no matter where you live.
2: Well, that's true because I the 935 that I was shooting had came with two barrels with it yeah and uh one of them was a slug barrel, like you say, and it was extremely accurate uh positive on that would be uh the versatility of the shotgun uh on the slug barrel, the rear sight you you need to once you get it set, you need to find some way to glue it, attach it to the barrel where it won't come off because it's made to slide off,
1: right, and you'll right. lose it Absolutely. if you're not careful. That's why I always recommend if you're going to go shotgun hunting with the slug to use a scope uh, and to get a barrel with a cantilever mount so you can take yeah. the whole barrel off with the scope. That's, those came out several years ago, and uh, they're pretty versatile because you can put the
2: You can interchange the barrels. Exactly. <laughs> Excuse me. But uh, the, the most important thing there is that the barrel is extremely, the, the Mossberg barrels, what I'm talking about, is extremely accurate. Right. when you're shooting slugs. I, I was impressed with the accuracy of it. Now, I'm not a big slug shooter. Uh, just, <clears throat> I'd rather shoot buckshot. And that's, that's simply because of my raising, because there's nothing wrong with a savage slug. I'll tell you that right now. It's right. killed a lot of deer.
1: And many um, people that listen in the Northwest or in the uh, Midwest, you know, where only shotgun hunting is legal and rifle hunting is not. You're either muggle loading or shotgunning. Yeah. Um, you know, say both slugs are the way to go, even though they cost you $1 to $2 a shot. You know, they're not cheap, but um, but you you definitely have a good accuracy out to, you know, 100 yards a little bit further, you know, with a slug gun.
2: I tell you what, the way they're making buckshot nowadays, I, I haven't shot anything. 79 yards is the furthest I've shot anything, and I killed it, dropped it in its tracks, and that was that uh, last pig I shot. That's uh, pretty that's far. the furthest I've shot anything with a shotgun. And if the guy hadn't have been wanting us to get the pigs off this place, I would not have shot it because I would have thought it was too far.
1: Right.
2: But it was running through water, about three feet of water, and you could hear it coming half a mile away, and it sounded like a bulldozer coming through there. And when he come out in the road, well, I, I popped him. Now, I did aim over him about six inches, and it was it, it was a perfect shot. Just bang, and he hit the ground. And, uh, but I, I, I don't suggest shooting anything that far, but I mean, I did and it happened and, you know, we got the proofs on the ground. So, you know, the gun will shoot that far. Now, my, my brother believes in shooting a shotgun out to 100 yards. Right. And, uh, I've seen him take several deer, a lot of ducks, issue a duck at 100 yards in a heartbeat. If it's just going away from him.
1: <laughs> right
2: but if it's coming to him or going sideways he won't do it but uh, coming if a duck's coming to you and and it's stupid to shoot one if he's coming to you anyway if he's 100 yards away but the pellets you're going to hit the feathers and just ricochet off they won't even hurt him right but if he's going away from you the pellets will go up under the feathers and actually harvest the duck that way or the goose just waterfowl in general, which I dearly love to hunt waterfowl. What is your favorite sport or, or game to hunt, Dustin?
1: I would say I've not really gotten into waterfowl hunting, but that's kind of my next project in the outdoors. But I would say um, turkey hunting or hog hunting. That's probably my, my two favorite. And then we have a lot of exotics here in Texas. I've got a lot of them hanging around my wall here in my office. Um, and uh, I definitely dearly love hog hunting and uh, and exotic hunting here in Texas.
2: My favorite thing to hunt is elk. Right. And I love hunting elk better than anything else. Hunting elk is a whole lot like duck hunting, in a way, as you're trying to call them in most of the time. Uh, but uh, I like bow hunting for elk is what I really like to do. I know that's not the subject that we're covering. You know, there's limits on everything. If you're shooting a slug, you can shoot a slug or kill an elf with a slug. <laughs> and things are big and they're powerful. You also need to know the trajectory of that slug. In other words, you need to shoot it at several different, distances or several different distances i'll get it out in a minute but that's that's what the problem is nowadays is that a lot of people don't know Or right they've got a, oh, like the other day we had a had a guy that wanted to go hunting with us and when i say the other day it's back when it was still cold a little bit cool anyway called in a coyote he stopped out there about 75 yards guy. Hold up his shotgun, pull the trigger, and you seen the dirt kick up this side of him. Right. And uh, I shot and killed the coyote with my shotgun. And it was about well, when I shot at him, he was about seventy yards. He was he was already took off running. And uh, but I knew that I had to aim over him a little bit at that far because you know you, you've got to know the limits of what you're shooting. You got to know your limits capabilities of your, your equipment and your weapons and that's the reason now when we set up our calls for predator hunting we'll set them up at 30 yards we know exactly how far it is 30 steps 35 somewhere along in there and it's perfect range for a shotgun put the bead on him pull the trigger bang he's dead <laughs> I don't right. care if he's running wide open but uh, you know if you got a coyote standing dead still at 70 yards and you shoot him with a shotgun you aim right at him You just wasted a shell. Right. You're not going to hit him. So know your limitations
1: of your weapon. You know, whether it's a shotgun, whether it's a rifle, whether it's a bow, you know, know where you're hitting at certain yardages. That's very important.
2: Well, I love shooting all different types of shells, but I shoot a lot of Winchester shells in my shotgun. Uh, I'm not saying they're the best, I'm saying that they're all pretty pretty much equal to a degree, and I'm saying that to say this, you have to know how your gun shoots. Now, what what Mac and I try to do, what we do, is it will shoot five or six different shells in each gun that we have, whether it's a rifle, or shotgun, or a pellet rifle. We shoot bullets in there and pattern each one of them because some guns like Winchester, some guns don't like winchester they like remington or whatever so you know when you get a shotgun or if you've got one you need to shoot it at 10 20 30 40 and 50 yards and pattern it at each one of those to see what kind of pattern you're actually shooting and the reason i say 50 yards is you need to know the limitations of your gun if you're shooting buckshot, let's, I'm just using that for instance because we shoot a lot of number four, three-inch, three-and-a-half-inch magnum buckshot when we're predator hunting, and we shoot those out 200 yards just to see how the pattern holds up, how deadly, how dense it is, and all this kind of stuff. Is there any holes in it? Uh, you know, because some shells hold together better than others, shotgun shells, that is. Right, right. And a lot of that has to do with the choke, and that I'm back to chokes again. But you know, the uh, the fatal shot choke with Mojo, we shot it out to a hundred yards, and I, I really don't want to shoot an animal that far. I probably would never shoot one that far unless it was uh, an emergency of some sort. But there's no doubt in my mind that I could kill a coyote that far. Right. Uh, I know. I uh, I know how far I'd have to aim over him to hit him at 100 yards, but that's about the maximum limits on anything that you're shooting with a shotgun, with the exception of a slug.
1: And I want Go to ahead. make the point on um, on slug loads. You can either get rifled slug loads or saboted slug loads. And basically, you know, with a rifled slug load, you're shooting out of a smoothbore shotgun. With a sabot slug load, you're shooting out of a rifled uh, barrel. Right. And, um, you know, those are two very – because you don't want to put, you know, one and the other and then one and the other. You don't want to want to mix those up because you'll get a lot of fouling out of a rifle barrel if you shoot a rifle plug. I've been there and done that. I used to hunt uh, with a shotgun on Fort Hood many, many years ago when I started hunting as an adult. And um, I uh, I learned the hard way. It's, it's hard to clean those guns after you've shot that much lead through them with a the, with the rifle plug. <laughs> but exactly, yeah, but – Uh, But a Sabo slug load is, is, you know, can really reach out and touch them with the ones that they they make these days, and you want to use a rifled shotgun barrel for those.
2: Absolutely. Been there and done that, know exactly what you're talking about. (laughs) Yes, sir. What about the different categories of guns that are actually available, shotguns that are available today? How many different brands are there? I don't know exactly how many there are, but I know there's a bunch.
1: Yes, there's there's a whole realm of them for sure. And, you know, the thing I've said in the outdoor industry before is that all the junk, you know, brands and junk loads and and just junky products have been weeded out by TV shows and by the market and the industry as a whole. You're not really going to find a Saturday night special shotgun out there you know, right. um, that's going to be a poor fit and finish or poor quality because all the junk has kind of been weeded out, which makes this, in my estimation, the golden age of firearms and the golden age of shotguns. And I've writ- written about that a lot on in my articles. But, you know, the main thing that that's nice is that you don't have to stay away from a particular brand. They're all good. Is that right?
2: Right. I totally agree with that because of the demands of the hunting industry, of the people that, who hunt. You no, know, our demands are, are pretty pretty stringent. Yes, if the gun's not any good, we're not going to be shooting it. Exactly. Uh, and uh, it's got to be you got to be able to operate, and it's got to be simple to operate, uh, and it's got to be reliable in, in all so kinds of circumstances. Now, I mean, you know, I have a pistol that I bought from Olympic Arms, and uh, getting off shotguns again, but I fell in Red River with it. Well, Rick River didn't get its name because it's uh, clean. Right. Nothing clean. but rolling sand. <laughs> clean,
1: pristine, you know, clear water and everything. No, it's rolling sand, exactly.
2: And, well, the pistol was. Uh, I love shooting the pistol, it fits my hand perfect. I have rather small hands for a man, but it fits my hand perfect, and I can shoot it, and it's a 22. Well, after falling in the river, there's nothing wrong with the gun, but it wouldn't shoot, wouldn't cycle. It would shoot, but it wouldn't cycle. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that gun except for the fact that I abused it by falling in the Red River. Now, if you abuse a weapon, which I don't tend to abuse them, but now I use a weapon. If I'm going to have to swim a creek, the weapon goes with me, and I hope it shoots when I get to the other side. Because if it won't, I have no use for that weapon. Right. And I've had to do that before hog hunting. I strapped it on my back, took off across the creek, and it got up over my head, and I had to swim part of the way. Got to the other side, poured the water out of it, went about seventy-five yards, and there was a the pig, and he <laughs> took off running at me,
1: and oh, I had wow. to shoot
2: him coming straight at me. And uh, wow. but you know that's that's when I decided that uh, me and this Versamax are really going to uh, have a have a lifetime of, of partnership. I hope. And that's, that was a gun that I had on that I swam the creek with. And that was here back, it was pretty cold. So I think it was probably November or something like that. Wow. But, you know, the dogs were chasing the pigs and they had them bayed and all that kind of stuff. And there were several of them in there, about seven or eight of them. And I had to protect myself because that, that big boar was coming straight at me. When he saw me, he hit a dog, and here he comes. like what they say about
1: Cape Buffalo. One famous outdoor rider said, you know, they look at you like you owe them money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, that's, what, that's kind of what a, uh, you know, different species and different, you know, situation for sure, but that's kind of what a wild boar looks like when he's charging you. I certainly have that experience,
2: too. Well, I I was filming a, uh, a wild boar hunt. And they were using catch dogs and things like that, and we were chasing the pig because we had to get him off this guy's property. And uh one of the guys was holding the dog, and I guess the pig decided he was baited as long as he's going to stay bait and here he come. He hit the dog so hard he knocked it up into the, the guy who was holding him, knocked the dog into his chest him, dog and all, hit the ground and the pig left him, he took off out to the right out through there, thank goodness. Or the pig would eat him up. Yes. But that, you 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 take a 200-pound boar and they can cause a lot of damage to you and to your dogs. On that particular hunt, we lost two dogs. Hogs killed them. Mm And uh, we like to got a guy hurt. Luckily, we didn't, but it was close, and uh, we ended up shooting that pig with a shotgun, as a matter of fact. When I'm wow. pig hunting, I carry a knife, a pistol, and a sawed-off shotgun, but, I mean, it's a legal shotgun, and that's strictly for close encounters. Wow. Usually, I, I I can carry all that in my little old backpack thing that I carry, and I carry a camera, and I'm usually running the camera most of the time, or Henry is, or one of the one of the guys that I always wanted to go with us is, but we carry a lot of Remington shotguns. Uh, Mac and I both do. Uh, what kind of, and that, that's mainly what we carry is, is Remingtons when we're out hunting. And it's, it's not saying they're the best. That's just what we got used to and was growing up with. He grew up with a Remington, uh, 1100 and I grew up with the 870 and the 1100 and, when the VersaMax came out, I bought one and uh, I love it. I love the VersaMax. Uh, to me, it's probably the best shotgun on the market. But now you can put a Benelli right beside it, and you probably can't tell the difference. Uh, or the new A5 Browning. Uh, those are the kind of like the upper ends of the shotgun realm because of the cost. Right. But if you're wanting, to, if you're a bargain, there's a lot of bargains out there. You can get a shotgun like. Dustin was talking about the, uh, yeah.
1: Maverick 88. And the thing is, you don't always, if you're looking to buy a shotgun the first time, you don't always have to go out and buy a brand spanking new one. You know, when you can go to a pawn shop even or a used gun store and uh, browse around a small gun shop, you know, browse around what they've got and just make sure it fits you. Uh, Make sure, you know, there's, there's a couple of things to look for, but one of the main things is to make sure it fits you and uh it's going to do what you intend for it to do you know especially if you're looking to hunt you know uh, a variety of different animals the interchangeable chokes are nice you know and that's something that i've seen a lot of guys buy guns you know they get recommendations from me on what guns to buy and then they buy one with a fixed choke and then they can't you know they don't really have as much versatility you know because they didn't spend the extra money to get a a better shotgun so yeah, you know, exactly. it all works. It all works, but it's just one of those things where, um, you know, you you uh, you definitely want to do your research and what you're buying.
2: Well, if if you don't like the gun when you throw it up to your shoulder, you're probably not going to hunt with it. You're not right. going to like it when you are hunting. Exactly. I like a gun when I throw it up to my shoulder. It's pointed at exactly what I'm wanting to shoot. Right. I shot a lot of coyotes running. I don't suggest that most people do that unless you have done a lot of practice, because more than likely all you're going to do is either miss him or injure him, and you run off and suffer. You need to know your limitations, with or without a shotgun, with or without a scope. If you're shooting open sights, I mean, you know, there's there's all kinds of scenarios that's out there. And what do you want to shoot? Well, that's I can't tell you what you want to shoot. I can't tell you what you need to shoot. All I can tell you is you need to like the gun when you put it to your shoulder. Don't like it because it looks pretty on the shelf. That's got nothing to do with the gun. They all look nice when they're brand new. I want to put that that gun to my shoulder, and it feels just like it's supposed to fit right there. Now, there's all kinds of uh, alterations you can do to one. You can shorten the stock on it, and you, and you can move the form or lighten the form, change the the way it feels. Uh, You can extend the stock. You know, if if you're 6'4", like Dustin is, well, uh, that's a little bit different story. You need a shotgun that's got a little bit longer stock than what I would. I'm 6' foot, and uh, uh, my brother is 5'10". He likes about a half inch shorter stock than I do. And every gun that, that he buys, the first thing that, unless you know, it just fits him right there at the at the store. But if he buys one off the shelf that he likes, we cut the stock off to fit him. And usually it's a half inch. So That's just one of the things that that it, that we do because we want it to fit, right? And we want it to feel right. And that's you know, there's there's all kinds of things that you can do to 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 stocks and to guns to make them fit you. But if you don't know how to do that, it's better to carry until to a qualified gunsmith because all you do is mess up a good gun.
1: Right, and, and that's the most important thing is to make sure that gun fits you properly. And, you know, that's, that's so important because I've seen a lot of guys buy guns that they thought they'd be happy with and they didn't really spend enough time with it at the store, you know, before they made that purchase, new or used. Yep. And, uh, you know, if it's not a fit, it's not a fit. You know, you can do a lot of things to make it a fit, but uh, that is very important.
2: I would rather buy one off the shelf and not have to touch it as far as making any modifications to it. I'm not saying I won't, but I'm saying I'd rather not. I'd rather pick it up off the shelf and it fit me the way that I like a gun to fit. In other words, it'll, it'll cut into my shoulder perfect. It holds my cheek up when I'm shooting where I can shoot with both eyes open which is what I do, uh, a lot of people, they they close one eye when they shoot. I personally don't do that because we were taught not to. So uh, as a kid growing up, that's how I, I learned to shoot. And uh, I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I'm just saying that's how I learned to shoot. You with
1: both eyes as well.
2: So. Uh, especially bird hunting, if you're shooting quail, and they get up on a covey rise, If you shoot at the covey, you're not going to kill a bird. Right. You got to pick out a bird and shoot it. Pick out another bird, shoot it. Now, I shoot twice because I shoot over and under when I'm bird hunting. Now, if I'm waterfowl hunting, I'm going to be shooting that Bersamax from now on. Well, I know that thing is deadly, especially with that fatal, fatal shot choke from Mojo. Is there anything else that we need to discuss on a, about shotguns? I think
1: we about covered it pretty well. There's so many different tangents we can go off on, and we could definitely do another show about it, but um, we definitely covered a lot of a lot of ground.
2: Well, I don't know who actually made the choke for uh, Fatal Shot for Mojo, but I can tell you this, uh, it's a good one. And, and if you're into shooting different chokes, I would strongly suggest that you try this choke. And we're not we're not advertising for Mojo. We just tell you what we use when we're hunting, right? And and it works. Uh, that's that's the, what Dustin and I are trying to do. We're trying to educate the new beginners or the the people that's intermediate hunters on what we use and why. Right. And I love the uh, Fatal Shot choke for Mojo. That's my my newest toy. I, I guess you'd call it.
1: that's cool and those are available in stores here pretty soon right
2: they did ship out yesterday that that is correct
1: so at the time we're recording this podcast they're just now coming into stores and uh, right and are kind of a neat neat cool thing
2: well it's the neatest new toy out there and it works so but some toys don't work and when they don't work we don't use them exactly and well we try them i mean we try stuff all the time we do uh but anyway, that's it for now.
1: Great. Thank you so much for joining us on this podcast, Bill.
2: Thank you. Look forward to doing the next one.
1: Well, I could talk about shotguns
0: all day long, as you can obviously tell. It's just a great subject. It's a great field because we can talk about so many different possibilities that you can use a shotgun for. And whether it's home defense, whether it's hunting, whether it's target shooting, whether it's skeet shooting, whatever the case may be, you know, I hope you got something out of the podcast and I hope that uh, it was beneficial to you as uh, we have a lot of fun doing these. So please go rate our podcast if you haven't done so already. Please also um, leave a review so other people can find us. That helps us grow the show. And uh, please also share this with your friends because that's how we've been growing, it's kind of organically. And um, we're excited about the future of this show. And thank you so much for tuning in and checking us out. Check out my website and please connect with us on social media. I keep on forgetting to talk about that in these podcasts. On Twitter, it's at Prowler Bill, And I'm at Dustin's Projects. And we also have uh, Facebook pages. We also have Instagram. We also have um, all kinds of different possibilities that you can connect with us. YouTube channels and all that other fun stuff. So uh, if you haven't visited my website before, it's dustinsprojects.com, and I get a lot of visitors on there every month, and so uh, you can definitely connect with me on social media on there, or you can connect with Bill at macandprowler.com. That's M-A-C-A-N-D-P-R-O-W-L-E-R. Thank you so much for listening, and have an awesome day in the outdoors.